1: Hello and welcome to the spoiler edition of the Black Panther Wakanda Forever review. I am joined by my wife Kelsey. How are you? I'm great. So listen to this if you have seen Black Panther Wakanda Forever or you were never going to watch it. Or you just don't
0: care about spoilers.
1: Or you just don't care about spoilers, which some people don't. So let's get right into it, right where the movie starts. It starts with King T'Challa's death. A pretty gripping moment, wasn't it? Sad. The weird thing about that that I was thinking about before we did this is there were no Avengers at his funeral. Not a single one. Every, right. Everybody was at Tony Stark's funeral. Not a single one showed up to his funeral. Could be for a couple reasons. The real reason is probably because they couldn't afford it.
0: Well, they also filmed this like still during the pandemic, so maybe that had.
1: True. I think the main thing is though budget. to get all of them in there to get even a few of. I guess he couldn't really get just a few of them and explain that and justify paying that amount.
0: I mean, it feels like a better use of money and like design and like graphics and things than to pay
1: for a bunch of cameos. It wouldn't have made sense, like logistically, it wouldn't. But if you're but just- in the
0: Marvel universe, you're right.
1: In the, yeah, but looking at this movie, how all these other movies, you know, are connected, which I feel like Black Panther is kind of the most separated from all of them. Yeah. But still, everybody get Tony Stark's funeral. Just on paper, it's weird that- Nobody showed up, nobody sent anything. And I know Wakanda doesn't want anybody there who's not supposed to be there, but still It's I th- sus. I think for that reason there should have been an Avenger. But I get it.
0: Can we go back to them opening with his death? Like it just like brought back all the emotions of when we found out in twenty twenty that Chadwick Boseman died and like had been suffering in silence and like still doing all of these things, like even while he was sick. It just oh man
1: that one like yeah that, w- that was rough that one hit me hard and it's weird that it wasn't that long ago no like 2020 seems like so long ago when that happened but I,
0: at the same time like how was it almost 2023
1: well, yeah like i guess you're also right there
0: time's a construct
1: but still yeah i did feel that a lot throughout the entire movie is wasn't just dealing with the character's death it was also dealing. it was a
0: real because i mean you figure if he hadn't died the story would probably be different
1: it would be a yeah the whole movie would be a lot different and i guess since we're talking about deaths we'll address the other death that was pretty shocking in the movie when queen ramonda dies
0: i wasn't expecting that one
1: i was not expecting that at all
0: how can you kill angela bassett
1: i know i think the movie did need it though
0: but i'm just like damn like that whole family has died now
1: I, and i think that's why i think this oh. this movie had to go to a new low Emotional to, roller coaster To get to the high that it did. And I really felt like that was that moment in this movie that I kind of look for in superhero movies. Kind of going back to even Spider-Man No Way Home, whenever he loses Aunt May. It gets the character at their lowest possible point that they could be in their life. In order for them to really make a decision on do I really want to carry out this route of trying to be a superhero, trying to be the good person here... And taking all of those things and battling those, so I think that's what this movie ended up doing with that.
0: Side note: You sounded like an East Coaster because you said Aunt May. Your Texan did not come out.
1: Oh, Aunt May. Aunt May. Aunt May. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it need. I but I do think that even Angela Bassett struggled with finding that out about her character. She went to the director Ryan Coogler and said like How could you do this?" And that's probably hard as an actor being in one of the most loved superhero franchises and having your character die in the second movie it takes away your character it takes away you being a part of the series as it continues takes away a paycheck (laughs) so i could imagine you wanting to fight for your character but i think for him you know shaping this story really having to make something that took it a level above the original black panther it kind of needed that moment because you don't think it's going to happen You expect her to be fine later, to- Yeah, I thought she
0: was like, gonna come back to life. Yeah,
1: I didn't see it coming. And then when they cut to the funeral scene again, I'm like, how can these characters go through that again? It starts with the funeral, and then about- Halfway through? Another funeral. So it really gets Wakanda in that entire grief process and really kind of continues that theme of, you know, building yourself back. So this movie tore a lot of things down and then built them up back towards the end. And then if they decide to do a third movie, which they probably will, there's still no confirmation on that. I think that's where the movie and the action will really continue to shine.
0: Can we jump around and talk about why there would be a third movie?
1: Yeah. That the, yeah, end the,
0: scene, the mid-credit scene.
1: The mid-credit scene where you find out that T'Challa Has a son. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Like that was an incredible moment.
0: I think Black Panther is one of the strongest in the franchise.
1: Definitely.
0: I mean, that was, I saw that one twice in theaters within like a week of it coming out. And that's, I mean, those were long movies to sit through twice in a theater, but I was so captivated by it the first time. I was like, I've got to see it again.
1: And how thought out that was or how they just wrote that entire piece together, which I wondered too, like why she wasn't at the funeral at the start of the movie, going back to looking at the the character list of people who weren't there. But it turns out, because she stayed in Haiti with her son, they had a funeral there. Queen Ramonda also got to meet the son and it just really tied everything together at the end. It created that hype moment that I think you look for in the mid, like well, I guess in this case, a mid credit scene. And I kind of have... Been a little bit tired of mid-credit scenes, post-credit scenes. I feel like they build this hype that the next movie really doesn't live up to. But this one, like that was an appropriate thing. Even that was handled perfectly in this movie.
0: Yeah, because it's also, I feel like, one of the first, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you know all about the superheroes, one of the first times that a superhero's kid could then go on to become their legacy. Yeah. Like you think about like Hawkeye has kids.
1: They're not. They're not anything special. Yeah.
0: Iron Man. We see his relationship with his daughter, but she's not.
1: Yeah. Morgan's becoming. out here trying to be the Iron Man. We haven't seen that in the MCU. There's probably a comic variation out there somewhere. I'm not. But super- I thought that
0: was really interesting.
1: I would love to see, I think I told you this before, I would love to see like all the kids of the superheroes go on to even just have like a Disney Plus series.
0: Oh, yeah, you would like to take (laughs) that into...
1: And you could put uh, Tony Stark's daughter, Morgan, at the head of that.
0: The Disney Plus series, some of them aren't what I thought they were going to be. No. You start out strong, WandaVision, the Captain America one, and then I kind of feel like they went a little...
1: Meh. Yeah, this phase four Squeak. of Meh. Disney Plus series haven't been my favorite. I have struggled to get through some of them, but I do want to see the Ironheart series after watching this movie because her character was awesome.
0: And it's going to be the same girl?
1: Same, same girl. girl. Okay, and yeah, I, She was great. That was a great addition to this movie. There was a lot of callbacks to whenever the first Iron Man came out, a lot of her creating that suit. Building that suit and just the moments she had in the film, even like when she was first, it shows her flying it, like going too high. That was a good callback to the original Iron Man. So I just love her character in this entire movie. And it's often weird whenever you introduce a new character into Marvel movies, it feels a little bit forced and cheesy. But I felt like her character of Ironheart played so well into the entire story that the chemistry was there. And it actually made sense to the story instead of just, hey, let's slap in a new character. Kind of like when we watched Black Adam and all those new DC characters they had it in. It was terrible. I was just like, I-, I can't stand these characters. But when it came to Ironheart, you're like, all right, that's how you create a cool origin story.
0: And I love how this movie was really focused on like the female hero. I just thought that was so cool. And not only female heroes, but black female heroes. And I think you and I were talking about this after, like the representation there is so cool. Like I am, Mm -hmm. I'm a white girl. I see myself in every movie. I have like, I've grown up seeing myself in everything. And for this movie to be, and I think that's why black Panther was so special to people, but then to flip the coin and it be Shuri and Ironheart. I just thought that was really neat, and to show like that girls can be so into math and science. And I mean, I'm a big math and science nerd, but I just thought that was so awesome to show that it's not just always the dudes like doing the cool things. It's not always Tony Stark. Like you have some badass women
1: doing what I would think is the coolest thing in all of the MCU. Yeah.
0: So I just I had to put that point in there that I. I think it was awesome. And it goes to show that representation really does matter.
1: And I guess I didn't really realize how much representation matters for me. Like, I just love superhero movies so much. I never really understood the concept of seeing myself reflected in any of the characters. They were just never there. No Mexican characters, but in Black Panther, a Mexican villain. Yeah, Namor. <laughs> Namor was amazing in this movie. And I loved all of... Even though they were the bad guys, I love seeing that too. And he is one of my favorite villains in all of the new Marvel movies. And I felt like he was this really well-thought-out villain. He looked cool. And this movie revealed for the first time that he is a mutant, which is a big deal because there anybody in the MCU hasn't been referred to as a mutant which that's only been on the X-Men side. So now people are speculating that this is kind of setting up maybe more of a merger of like the Fantastic Four, especially now that Patrick Stewart came back in Doctor Strange in the last one. So there's this kind of revival of those Marvel movies, even with the new Deadpool coming out and Wolverine being in it. So doesn't really mean an entirely a lot to me, but I did love his character and I love that little detail in the movie. Biggest thing out of this entire movie that I was waiting for was to see who the new Black Panther would be. I guess the easy guess going into it was going to be Shuri, which that's what what ended up happening. She was able to recreate the purple heart shaped herb, which
0: I'm obsessed with her lab. Like I just want her yeah. cool lab and like her AI and just to make all the things.
1: So the reason they couldn't save King T'Challa is because in the first movie, Killmonger burns all of it. That would have been required to been able to save him. They were out of it. That's why he passed away. And then later, through all these tests and all this math and science that she's able to do, she's able to recreate it, do the same ritual that he did to become Black Panther, and she becomes Black Panther. And in that moment where she goes and she's supposed to see Supposed to see him, and instead she sees Killmonger, which I I knew he was going to be in it. I just that was so good. That was such a great moment, and it was a different reaction than I was expecting. Because in Spider Man No Way Home, whenever you see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield for the first time, the entire theater went crazy. With this, it was a little bit more subtle, and just like, oh, there he is. So
0: yeah, because. I still think the Spider Man thing, like, you can't top that element of yeah. surprise because that was from three different, like, franchises. Whereas Killmonger was in the first movie, you just weren't expecting mm-hmm. to see him.
1: In the back of my head, I wanted him to become the new Black Panther because at the end of the first one, yes, he's still the villain, but he kind of shows a little bit of re- redemption before he dies. And I was just like, they don't have. Chadwick Boseman anymore? Maybe they reform his character and he comes back to help Wakanda. But then in that scene, you see that he's still the same. He was not Bogan. reformed. He was not. He was very negative and
0: no reform there.
1: You have Shiri going through this battle of she wants vengeance. She has all of this anger, but she also has now to carry the weight of being the Black Panther and she could, and the only one left of her family and the only one left now. So she could go the way. That Killmonger is telling her to do and be vengeful. Or she could go and do the more noble way that her brother would have wanted her to carry on. And she picks that way. Which ends up being a really great final battle scene. Whenever she does face and fight Namor. The suit looked amazing. And again she used her smarts and her ability to think situations out to defeat him. She outsmarted him, got him out of the water, heated him up so he wouldn't have his powers and basically evaporates all the water around him to weaken him and then kill him, which I thought that final battle scene was awesome. The one thing that caught me off guard and I don't know how she survived was whenever she got impaled Oh yeah. by Namor. I thought that I was about to say, like, is this really how they're going to end it with the third?
0: I feel like the suit helps.
1: I guess the herb helps. Maybe she was able to craft it in a way that she regenerated from that.
0: Yeah, that happened, and I was like, "I'm if she dies, I thought she I was leave going to die right now."
1: I was like, "No," because Namor did seem like he couldn't be stopped, and even in that moment where he was weakened, he impaled her, and you think, "Dang, he's going to kill her too. He's going to take over. Like, what is going to happen?"
0: I want to talk about Namor and his. What do you call it? His tribe? Okay, yeah. And their, um, like, sonic spell that they put people under at the beginning oh, yeah. of the movie. Thought that was fascinating.
1: Yeah, they go into this spell and then start walking off of boats. and.
0: I was like, are we in the right movie?
1: <laughs> it did seem, yeah, that did seem like a... <laughs>
0: well, you've got, like, Lake Bell in the beginning. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I haven't seen her in this.
1: She wasn't in it long, but... There were parts of this movie that had a very different vibe. And I think that was one of them. That it felt a little bit more, I don't want to say more like cinematic. It just had like this different vibe to it to where it didn't feel like you were just watching a Marvel movie. And it also didn't even feel like the original one. And I don't know if it was because they are blue and I've been seeing so many Avatar trailers, just but it say, gave me Avatar vibes.
0: That was my bone to pick with the movie is that they were blue and it gave me Avatar vibes. And I already am like, oh, Avatar is three plus hours. We're yeah. gonna have to go see this. But I guess because they were water creatures, the blue made sense. But
1: a lot of the imagery, though, even some of the things that came up from under the water, even the fight scene at the end, I'm
0: brainstorming a better color. I'm maybe purple. Purple, purple would have like worked. Green. They would have looked like um. What's her name from Guardians
1: of the Galaxy? Gamora. Gamora.
0: I feel like purple would have.
1: Yeah, the blue was hard to look past.
0: I was like, wow, are we at an early screening of Avatar?
1: But I feel like there was way more action in this movie, probably just in that final battle scene that there'll be in all of Avatar. Avatar is starting to look like a like a chore to be able to watch. And the more and more trailers I see, the less and less I want to watch it, which is rare for...
0: I just want everyone (laughs) listening to this to know that we are going to go see Avatar for you. We're doing, we're doing this for you. It's a public service for this podcast, but I will be going to have to drag me there. I'm, I need like dinner first.
1: And then finally the movie wraps up with M'Baku being the new leader of Wakanda.
0: Okay. But I'm glad we're wrapping up with here before we talk about him being the leader. I just want to talk about M'Baku being the comedic genius of this movie, giving him the spotlight. Finally, Mm -hmm. It was everything like the movie was so heavy at times and his just like comedic timing was impeccable.
1: Yeah. Him calling Namor Fishman. <laughs> Great.
0: All of his lines. I was I loved it. Like I thought it was his chance to finally shine.
1: Yeah. Definitely stepped it up in this movie. It was a subtle kind of comedy that the movie needed. It didn't need any cheesy like weedy stuff. It just needed this subtle it needed comedy. levity. Yes. That's all it needed. So he definitely became one of my favorite characters in this movie. And I wasn't really expecting that. But I think with everybody else kind of elevating their game to fill some of the gaps here, I thought he was perfect. And apparently in the original script, Shuri was supposed to be the new queen. And then they shifted to M'Baku, which I thought was the better, probably the better choice. Especially now when you find out that there is the son of T'Challa. So now she's Black Panther, but how long is she going to be Black Panther? Does it automatically, like how, I wonder how fast they will move from part two to part three as far as. Time jump. Yeah. Like, is it him as a kid, like him getting trained by Shuri or does it cut to him ready to take, you know. I
0: want to see a tiny, I want to see like tiny Black Panther in training. <laughs>
1: That's what I want to see. He should just become Black Panther now.
0: Yeah. However old he is, and then they just train him.
1: So, overall, a couple of weeks out of watching this movie, I stand by my rating. I gave it a five out of five. What did you give it?
0: 4.75 out of five.
1: So close to perfect. Mm-hmm. What would you deduct from to give it the 4.75?
0: I really didn't like that they were blue. It made me think of Avatar mm. the whole time. It, I just, I don't know why I have this thing with Avatar. I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but like if you've ever been on a cruise, Avatar is the only movie they show on a loop. So I feel like I've seen mm-hmm. bits and pieces of that movie way too many times than one human should have to sit through. So just, it was the avatar vibes and it mm-hmm. was also a little long.
1: It was long. I felt it, that it was long, but I enjoyed it.
0: I enjoyed it, but I just was like starting to feel it. Anything over 220, my legs start to get a little restless. That's true.
1: I just think of whenever it comes out on Disney plus, I don't feel like that factors as much to me i I would rather have the two plus hour movie to watch later and have all of this content in there than it being cut short for my experience there that's kind of how i feel about longer movies now except when you get to that three hour range that three hours is
0: unless you're avengers endgame yeah or a harry potter movie which i actually don't think harry potters went to three hours not quite i can sit through like a two and a half hour harry potter movie it's just Mm -hmm. magical
1: It is magical. So next week on the podcast, I'm going to be ranking all of phase four from Marvel. So everything that's come out in the last two years. And then I'll even take it a step further and rank all the phases. So going very in-depth on where all of these movies rank. And then if you missed the interview from earlier in the week, I had Amy Brown on who is in the new movie that's out today, Holiday Harmony on HBO Max. So if you missed that interview, go back one episode here in the feed. And also... You can now watch individual movie reviews on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash MikeDistro. Or if you forget all of that stuff, it's always in the episode notes. Kelsey, is there anything else you would like to say to everyone?
0: No, I think we're going to do a bonus episode and I'm going to come talk about my favorite books
1: of the year. Books of the year. We're already nearing the end of the year. Books of the year, movies of the year, interviews of the year, all that coming to you soon. Thanks everybody for listening. And until next week, go out and watch good movies and I will talk to you later.